Hello and welcome to the Non-Tech Founders Podcast, fortnightly conversations about running a business as a non-technical founder. I'm Laura. And I'm Nathan. Join us as we navigate the developer-dominated world of entrepreneurship, bootstrapping and beyond. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to build a product business on the side. So what do you do if you're working full-time or maybe you're freelancing and you're trying to build a business? And I think both of us have plenty of experience doing this. Um, I know myself, when I, well, when actually when I started freelancing, I was working full-time in an agency. And then when I started my product business, I was working full-time freelancing. So I've kind of experienced it twice. Um, the first time I was, when I went from uh, working at an agency to freelancing, I was quite lucky because I was still quite young and I was living at my parents. So I didn't have like a mortgage, they didn't charge me rent. Um, so I didn't have to worry about bills or anything. And I didn't have like a ton of responsibilities. So it kind of enabled me to work super late nights and weekends. I'd, sometimes I'd get up at like three o'clock in the morning and do my freelancing work before work. So it was really intense. You, you still do that, right? You still do that. Oh, now, yeah, right? definitely. I <laughs> so have that kind of energy. <laughs> but when I was younger, I somehow managed it. It was really hard, to be honest. I wouldn't recommend going there, but sometimes I really wanted to be a freelancer. So um, yeah, I, I did it. And I was lucky at that point in my life that I could have done that. I couldn't do that now. And I couldn't do that when I went from uh, freelancing to starting Design Academy and Client Portal uh, because I had, at that point, I had a mortgage and I had family and I had responsibilities. So um, the second time I did that had to be a little bit more structured despite having the freedom of freelancing. So yeah, two different experiences. Um, but what was what was yours like? Because you've done it a couple of times. Well, you're doing it now um, and you've done it before yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now again. Um, the first time I did it really, truly, which was with Nusi. Um, I was freelancing as well. I had, I'd moved rather abruptly from full-time employment to freelance because my contract wasn't renewed where I was working. So my switch had been made and there was, there was no option. I think when I was working full-time, I didn't really have the I still didn't have that um, that desire to build any products. So I think it, in that sense, it was kind of a little easier that in that I was already freelancing. And of course, as you know, with freelance, there is more, um, you have more freedom to, to divide your time and, and to how you're going to work and whether you're going to take on more clients or whether you have more client work available to take on. So my experience was uh, back in the day and now again is with freelance and trying to build a product. But the one thing that varies, and I think, and you hinted at it as well, is that depending on when you're freelancing in your life, the situation varies as well. Because if you're working at home or still with, you know, your family, then obviously those, you know, huge overheads like rent and food and, and all that good stuff um, can play a big a big part in that. So when I was building Nusi, I was with my, my then partner. So she had a great job. And even though we had responsibilities with, you know, rent and uh, my daughter, I'd actually been born by then anyway, there was still always someone I could fall back on. So uh, it allowed flexibility then. And, but of course, now is a very different situation. I'm on my own and I'm freelancing and trying to build this new product on the side. So I think, um, you know, you, you can be in that full-time role or you can be in that freelance role, but depending on what those specifics are of your situation, I think it, um, 
the amount of flexibility you have to build and to focus just on building a product as opposed to you know where your time really needs to be going i think depends on that you know unique uh i was going to say experience that un- that uniqueness of your situation at, at the time yeah that's really true i mean so much depends on what you have available to you if you've got a partner like you said i didn't think of that but that's actually that can be a really good way to um be able to focus more on a you know like a a side hustle or a product business if they if their income can basically take care of your expenses um obviously you'd still want some kind of time limit on how long you'll work at it before you should be earning um maybe what you're earning before or whatever you decide you know together um but yeah it's 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 very i think it just helps take up the slack though because for example if you do drop the ball you know and you are you do begin to focus too much on this new exciting project you know product which can happen you know we we get super excited about these new these new personal products and new personal businesses that can be easier to drop the ball because you know you tend to want to focus more on the exciting new uh, potential business so if you do happen to drop the ball having that partner does work as a backup you know um yeah and someone to to keep you accountable and someone to keep you accountable by saying, hey, you dropped the ball. I'm going to pay the rent this month, but come on, we need to get it sorted for next month. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, that's obviously a huge advantage. Uh, and like you said, keeping you keeping you accountable as well, which I think is completely goes out the window if you are in a different situation where you're living on your own or, you know, you're um, deciding to perhaps move away from that full-time role. Um and go into freelancing regardless of whether you have a partner or not because i think you need to oh well there are things we can talk about now but if you do make that jump from you know the full time to the freelance to be able to focus on product as well then you obviously need to have certain things in place um you know whether that's x number of months saved up that can then go towards the cost of living can go towards the cost of development you know finding that developer you know um all these things there are so many different factors, you know, to take into account to move from one to another. But I mean, in your experience, like doing both the the full time agency and then the freelancing and building products, what was what would you say was the easiest or can they even be compared because the situation at the time was so different? I think the easiest is always going to be freelancing, um, even taking situation into account, because the problem with working full time is that you especially if you're working in an office like you have to be there between nine and five every day Monday to Friday usually you then have to commute um when I was working in the agency I'd sort of get up at like six or seven shower have breakfast commute get to the office and I'd get back and it would be six or seven at night so it was just like a 12-hour day really every single day and yeah okay I could I had like a 20 minute train journey I could do maybe a bit there um I could (laughs) work after dinner you don't feel like working after dinner it just it's so hard because there is absolutely no wiggle room when you're working full time you have to do it in the evening you have to do it when you're tired you have to do it on the weekend if you've got a family that's even harder so you know it's just I think going from full time to products is like expert level really really difficult your situation really has to be quite um you know different um if you're going to make that work i would say it can work um it's just going to be hard but i mean i see a lot of people doing it on on twitter you know there are a lot of and i and i think 
well, at least the people I see are doing it tend to be developers. I don't know if that says something in particular, but I see a lot of developers who are working full time. I don't know whether that means they're working remote uh, full time, which again, I think is possibly a different story because you might be able to pull hours here and there, depending on how you work. Maybe you work to objectives. You know, things have changed a lot as well in the last 15, you know, 10, 15 years with how we work. So maybe a full-time role now is more objective-based as opposed to hours in the seat. But yeah. I do see a lot of people uh, doing it. And I think I, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, if we are supposing, you know, that sort of eight-hour typical day, you know, and everything else outside of that, you know, with taking care of kids and, you know, picking them up from school and, I, I, I know that I couldn't sit down at the end of the day, which for me here in Spain, you know, the day ends about sort of nine o'clock after dinner. There's no way I'm sitting down at the desk, regardless of how stoked I am about this new business idea, you know, to put in another three, four, five hours and then get back up at six the next morning. I mean, yeah. like you said, when, you, when you're younger and you were doing the 3 a.m. sort of, you know, work, um, then yes, but I think... Perhaps once you get to a certain stage in life, that's not so appealing. Yeah. And bear in mind, I wasn't doing that for long at all. It was, that was the end, the end for me where I was then had more freelance work that it matched my income for my agency, which is what gave me the, um, what gave me the reason to quit, I suppose. So that was right at the very end. I wasn't doing this for like months or years on end. It was just sort of, I think I probably only did it twice, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> so you weren't killing, you weren't killing yourself then. Like a lot of people do tend to. Well, I, I sort mean, of was, to be crazy. honest, because it wasn't, um, it wasn't even just that. This is just me, but I was also working as a waitress. <laughs> so uh, I was, yeah, I was working nonstop. I really was killing myself but I just I wasn't doing it for long I was very you know I worked at the agency if I think I want to say for less than a year um I might have got that wrong but it wasn't long well, to be fair that's quite long by standards by agency standards I think um I, I moved through loads of agencies when I was working agency jobs yeah well that was my only ever that was my only agency job that I had and I only started freelancing well I don't know it's I, I don't really want to get too much into my specific experience because I don't know I'm not sure how helpful it is, but I would say if you're working full time and you want to build a product business, obviously, like you say, some people seem to be making it work. I think there is probably a lot that you mentioned to do with maybe they're working remotely and they get time during the day to do it. Otherwise, I don't know how they're doing it, especially yeah. for so long. But I would say your options when working full time is to consider moving maybe to part time work. Is that doable? Um, can your partner, if you have one, you know, keep things afloat? Can you save some money to give you six months, 12 months, however long you think you need a runway? Or can you do what Rob Walling says, which is do the side stair-stepping approach and go from um, full-time work to freelance work to products? That's also, that's going to take longer because, you know, building a freelance business isn't necessarily easy either, especially now. Um that's like a giant mountain to climb in itself, but it is an option. So there are different options that you can have when working full time. I think the, um, the sort of the the what was it? Uh, how do you how do you uh, having that ramp? Not the ramp. What's the what's the what's the phrase? Uh, we can edit this bit. runway when you having the runway. Yeah, I think that have the point about having a runway. 
can be can be huge regardless of whether you are full-time whether you're freelancing and and the either the partner scenario or the family scenario whichever way you want to look at it and by saying well you know if you are wanting to move or transition more into the product side of it you know building that business of sort of coming to some kind of agreement and saying well okay if we do have x number of months you know runway let me have this you know let let me let me dive head first into this and whether that's full time or whether that's one day a week and you know and you are still focusing four days a week on freelancing or you happen to land one of those great you know great full time roles where it's a four day week you know and just being able to say to your partner or, or whatever saying well okay for the next 3 6 months whatever that might be you know let me dive into this i'll still keep i'll still hold up my end of things but we have like a 6 month runway and after that we can make a decision um is that something that you ever looked at with jumping from from one one area freelance into a product or was it always like i'm just jumping into this product now and so i was very risk averse so that would be too scary for me to say like oh i have six months to build this business um if even if i saved up six months of income um that's not really the ideal way for me to do it Uh, for other people it might be perfect you know you can have that deadline that will really motivate you the thing I would worry about doing knowing myself is that I'd say cool I have six whole months and I would sort of spend like five months procrastinating (laughs) yeah working planning doing stuff but not doing the scary bit which is launching something and not doing Mm. the scary bit which is talking to customers and getting customers and doing sales and persuading people to buy and all that the stuff that you just put off I, I, I know I would do that and I would work really hard in the last month because I'd be super under pressure um mm. so I I wouldn't do that what I ended up doing and this is going back to more the freelancing and um, if you can do freelancing or you can work part-time is I took off one day a week to focus on my product business so I still had my freelance clients for four days a week but I told my clients, my clients knew that I didn't work Fridays. I just don't. So I wouldn't reply to their emails. You know, I wouldn't do anything. And Friday was a deliberate choice because I noticed that even my clients barely worked Fridays, to be honest. It doesn't seem like anyone really works Fridays. Um, Mondays were always crazy where everyone's motivated and then the inbox is full. Fridays, not much is really happening. So it seemed like the logical choice to take Fridays off. And that would be my time to work on the business. But again, the problem that I, the problem that I had, the mistake that I made looking back is that I procrastinated a lot. I planned so much. I spent so much time with my notepad and paper or a Google doc or something. I'd probably have used Notion if it was available back then. And I would have just spent so much time making these big business plans and all this amazing stuff that I'm going to do to put off doing the actual hard work of it's launching so, it's something. It's so easy to do that, isn't it? Just to sort of lose yourself in the weeds of, yeah, all this yeah. planning and I'm going to research this and the SEO and instead of just actually doing writing it. that document or writing that post or, you know, getting on that podcast or finishing designing the settings, you know, area of your whatever. It's really, it's, yeah. it's very dangerous territory, I think. Well, now I don't have a lot of time um, to work. I think we've talked about it in a previous episode where I have such limited time these days to work that I have to just do something. I don't do any planning anymore, maybe in my head a little bit, but I I know what I have to do. 
and I say, okay, this is the task that I'm going to do today. And I don't open my email. I don't do anything. I just do the task. Um, I'm, I'm in awe of that level of sort of that you can be so regimented, you know, and just say that even just the fact that, oh, right, I'm not going to open my email today because, you know, the task ahead is this. Um, I think that's amazing. I don't know if many, many people are able to do that. I don't know. I, do you know many people who are able to work at, like that as sort of as focused? I think when you have to, you you do. Like I, I don't really have a choice. If I want to move things forward, I have to. But I can tell you what's worked for me, what's just been amazing. I I think I tweeted about this sometime last year and I still do it now. So um, I sort of plan I planned out my week. So Monday is called admin day. So every Monday I don't do any actual work. I do admin stuff. Um, actually recording this podcast is technic is on a Monday. We do always record on a Monday because it's part of my admin day. Um, and I basically go through all my emails that I need to do. I have a support person who does the client portal stuff, but sometimes they need me for something. I get emails to my personal inbox and all that stuff. Um, and it's all those little bits that I need to do. So, um, for example, I have to pay my corporation tax like on Thursday or something, but I have set a reminder in my reminders app to do it today because anything that is just that kind of general admin whether it's tax related whether it's email inbox related whether it's you know whatever it might be I need to fill out a questionnaire for something I don't know um any type whenever that comes through whether it comes through on a Thursday or whatever I schedule it for Monday the next Monday that I have available that goes on my list so every Monday I wake up and I've got this long list of those little tiny tasks that historically I would have done as and when that would have broken up my flow I suppose to work um, and I just do it all on a Monday and that's just been so helpful um, so then Tuesday Wednesday Thursday can I, can I just ask something there do you yes. find that you actually have enough admin tasks to fill out the Monday oh my gosh yeah Once you, yeah <laughs> yeah so you don't find yourself sort of drifting into other areas saying oh well I've got a bit of time so I'll you know I'll, I'll just do this um I say rarely possibly but very rarely because also what's included in the admin day is stuff for my personal life as well so stuff around the home if I have to book an appointment or if I have to um I don't know do buy something for the house you know Mm -hmm. I won't do that. You know how sometimes you can just be like, oh, I'm just going to go on Ikea and order this furniture because <laughs> I should be working. No, that happens on an admin day or a weekend, but usually an admin day. Um, okay. So it's always full. And you'd be surprised like when you start when you start doing it, because I, I thought the same. I was like, oh, Monday's admin day. I'll probably like work for an hour and it'll all be done. But actually every Monday that I do an admin day, I, wo I work till I till you know I have to go pick up my daughter from nursery so it and you'll sort of be surprised because you don't notice all these things that crop up until you start um assigning them to a certain day and uh, it's it's honestly been the best thing I've done like in this last year if I could pick one thing that's made a biggest difference is it's doing that um and the other thing I so do is I still take Fridays off so you know how I said before I would take Fridays mm. off to do my side projects well I don't have a side project anymore because I'm lucky enough to be doing it full time but I've kept that Friday off and I take that as a day off for me um and that since having my daughter you know I don't really get weekends anymore unfortunately they're not weekends yeah, aren't that, really that for goes me. out the window yeah yeah they're all for <laughs> my daughter and I love it 
but I I kind of want a day for me and my hobbies so I still take Fridays off I work Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and that's it and to sort of take that back to people who are maybe freelancing um I would really recommend doing something similar if you can so having Monday as your admin day um because that's when all the crap happens anyway Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are your work days, but you might need to adjust how much you're charging your clients. Um, You may realize that your hourly rate is actually too low if that's how you price. Um, You may need to fire some clients, you may need to raise your prices. But if you know that you only work Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you can communicate that to your clients as well. So you can say, you know, Mondays, I, 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 you can even tell that Mondays is, is when I do all my admin stuff. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when I work. Friday, uh, I don't work Fridays. You don't have to explain why. Um, so that's probably something I would do if I was freelancing full time and trying to start. I really like. I really like the idea of having one one day a week as the the side project uh, day. You know, yeah. Then you don't have to feel guilty about either not working towards one or not working towards the other because I, I found recently as my my client workers uh sort of increased the number of uh projects that have come in that the uh feature flux has kind of been pushed way down the list and in actual fact the last couple of weeks i haven't done anything um you know not even written an article i haven't even finished that seo articles that were started before christmas so um because i think there's always that constant sort of battle of guilt between I should be working on this or I should be working on this or you know obviously I still need to pay the bills etc so I think having that that split definitely having one day where I can just say right this is it Friday uh is is feature flux day you know yeah Um, it's compartmentalizing which is yeah really useful you if you don't compartmentalize then you end up sort of thinking about everything so you're thinking about clients you're thinking about your own product business you're thinking about everything so you need to be able to tune out everything else and not think about it, not worry about it, not be on call for your clients and be able to just focus. But the other thing that you need to remember as well is, you know, I'm sure you'll you'll be able to do this, but I mean, I'm sort of talking to my past self here, is that when you do take the Fridays off to do your um, product business, is that you need to, that's not a long time. To, that's one day a week that's not a long time to build a business so mm. that day needs to be really productive um, and I'm not saying you have to work yourself to the bone work super hard but I'm but you have to work smart so you really need to be doing only the most important thing that is actually going to get you one step closer by the end of the day to making enough money to make it so you don't have to freelance or work or whatever anymore Um, and that's really hard because you will it's so normal to just do you see all these like things that other businesses do that maybe have funding that have a lot of employees and you feel like you need to have that same level of polish Um, but it's just not possible you have to really try to aggressively get rid of any task that isn't moving forward and just know exactly what you're going to be working on on Friday Um, it needs to be quite a small task because um, in my experience I tend to think I can do more than I can in the same way you know your eyes are bigger than your stomach it's that kind of thing you think you can do more in six hours than you really can Um, so you need to be super um, 
strict with yourself on what you do or else it's just going to be too slow you're not going to get anywhere you're not going to see the momentum you're not going to be motivated like you have to keep the motivation up by seeing progress I don't know if you found that do you find that when you when you don't see stuff moving you just get demoralized and you work on it less and it's like a cycle oh for sure yeah for sure I definitely need those um those those tasks or I don't say tasks but those those goals or mini projects or however you want to sort of term them as, as being ticked off you know to be able to say that okay this article has gone out today and it has been published um because yeah if you don't manage if you're just working on a bunch of different stuff if you're working on you know, sort of the landing page and then you're trying to get the article done and then you're I don't know setting up maybe a week's worth of tweets or whatever or however you work if you only if you only get halfway through all of those when your day is finished you have that feeling of I haven't done, I haven't done I haven't achieved anything today and it does become demoralizing and particularly for me you know I, I need to feel that those things are being moved forward and that you know it's sort of gains are being made and I think that's easy to see as well, because I, I think outside of actually just finishing uh, an item on your list and actually getting it published or, or pushed or, or whatever it is you're working on, I think because you can see the outside movement on that as well, then, you know, which helps give you that push, you know, so if it's a, if it's an article or a, or a help doc or, you know, even a, a redesigning the landing page on your on your product, you know, once you can see the external effects of that as well, uh, whether that's you know an increased conversions or increased traffic or people just talking about it then you know that helps push that cycle forward as well because of course if you get stuck in the middle of that cycle where you don't actually manage to finish anything that sort of cycle gets cut cut in the middle and you uh, you don't get that feedback loop and that motivational high and all those good dopamine hits and stuff so yeah for me it's very important to get those tasks uh, mini projects uh, done and out the door Otherwise you do lose, lose motivation and you think, okay, next project. <laughs> yeah. So is that sort of what's happening to you at the minute? You mentioned that you were struggling with the, because you're taking on client work, aren't you, to pay the bills, but then Feature Flux is taking a bit of a, a, like a hit in terms of yeah. time commitment. Well, I, I think for me it was different in, in, in the fact that the last the, the few months, the months coming up to Christmas, um, I'd been working a lot, um, a lot, a lot. And I think I was, I think I was, feeling the the sort of the onslaught of a bit of burnout to be honest uh, at least mentally not physically um so I, I actually took two whole days off over christmas i took off the 25th and the 26th i forced myself to not even open email or anything so by the time the 27th came around i was just like it had been such a long time and i thought i don't want to go back <laughs> so, so part of it was that and then the other part was client work has been has been has started to grow so it, it's meant that I haven't had those days or that time to put into freelance into freelance into a feature flux so it's kind of I'd fallen into that mm, trap of the sort of guilt of not being able to work on one but having to pay the bills and so as work on my side project has, has taken a dip then I guess so is also the the um that feedback cycle I was just talking about and that feeling good about getting things done and shipped because I haven't been doing anything so I've kind of fallen into that self-perpetuating vicious circle um yeah but I think but, but I think setting that one day aside could actually really help with that yeah well I was gonna say so before we wrap up what do you think you're gonna do then to get yourself out of that cycle and get you back into working on feature flux is it going to be the one day a week or something else I think so yeah I think I'm, I'm definitely going to look at that um 
I think for me, Friday is probably, I don't know, maybe Friday or maybe a Monday. I think Monday is definitely the quietest day of the week for me. Um, but I, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to look at taking one day a week and just set, setting it aside. I know that I won't take off the weekend completely either. So that will be because obviously my daughter is older. Um, so I've done, I'm not, you know, don't have to be um, so so pending on, on what's going on there. But I think, yeah, one day fixed, definitely. And uh, I, I know as well that at least a little bit of time will be spent on the weekend. But it's really important as well because I'm getting very close. And I keep saying this, I'm getting very close to having the beta ready now. So it needs to have time spent on it. So I think that would yeah. be a good way to start at least. Sometimes when you get really close is when it tends, the motivation just drops because usually it's a maybe a bit of fear mixed in there i know for well, me well it's when the 80 20 thing isn't it the last you know the last 20 percent is you know is the hardest part always and for whatever reason whether it is the fear or whether it is the technicality of finishing development and then all that stuff that comes into the fear side of it which is shit now i have to actually put this in front of somebody and say is this any good you know yeah. do you want to pay me for it kind of thing so yeah that's probably a factor as well yeah well i think that's a good place to end this episode um it'll be interesting to maybe come back in a few weeks and just see how you've got on whether the one day thing has worked for you whether you've yeah, for sure, adjusted yeah. it in any way um or changed it so um yeah we can we'll end it there for today but um if you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear when new episodes are released um, you can subscribe in your podcast app of choice. And if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer, um, we're going to be doing a Q&A episode um, at some point in the near future. Um, you can email them to podcast at the nontechfounders.com or send us a tweet. We are at nontechpodcast. So thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Laura. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.